0: All right. Good evening, guys. <laughs> Hello, Garrett Donkey. I've mentioned it a couple, uh, a couple of sermons ago, but uh, for those that that's into these uh, adrenaline-type sports, you should try preaching. <laughs> um, guys, I think let's let's have a word of prayer before we start. Lord Jesus, we humbly, humbly approach Your throne this evening, Lord, and we thank You for the opportunity we have once again, Lord, of sitting in Your house. God, and um, Lord, the opportunity we have to hear of you. God, we know that that the, the chance of us hearing from you does not depend on you, God, but on us. Lord, and I do pray and really, really ask that you would please give us ears to hear. Lord, please, please meet with us here in this room tonight, God. Send us away here, Lord, blessed, Father, closer to you. Something to think about, Lord. Something to enter this week with, Father. But in the end, might your name be glorified, Father. And um, Lord, might you do the preaching here and, and and the conviction and the working here tonight. We pray that in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Well, in light of this weekend's events, um, the title of my sermon here tonight is... Where you see that? With South Africa winning the World Cup, I thought it's definitely a fitting, a fitting title. But I want to apply that, I want to bring it a little bit closer to home. I want to apply that to the body of Christ here this evening. A lot of the time we think that we can do stuff on our own. And I don't blame you. In the day and age we live in, that's what Hollywood and everybody tells us. Go out and be the best, and I say this, I mean it's, it's true, but be the best you that you can be and promote yourself and, and just forget about others. Climb the corporate ladder, Get, be wealthy, be, be, have a good status, uh, uh, um, let people know who you are and what you stand for and just forget about others. Use them as stepping stones to reach your goal. And we sometimes, and again I don't say that to our fault, but bring that into the church. And we take that and we say, all right, well, that's what I've learned from my experiences, so I assume that's how we would do it in church. And I hope, again, by, by the end of this, that, that, and I want to say all of us, I've learned a lot, a lot through this, but that all of us would, would walk out of this church better equipped in what our responsibility as saved people of the body of Christ is toward each other. And I want to make that clear that I'm definitely talking to saved people here tonight. I'm talking to the, to the body of Christ, though that, those that have accepted Jesus as their Savior, as their Lord and Savior. And not just that, but working together and striving to uh, uh, um, give some fruit that's, uh, that, 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 that God would view as, um, as right and as, as acceptable. We all know this verse in 1 Peter 5 and verse 8 that says, Be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We all know that verse. But do we believe that? Do we really believe that there is an entity, a spirit out there, looking for somebody not just to trample on, not just to bump aside, but to devour I'm not sure if you've ever been to the um, Kruger National Park. For that matter of fact, any park where they have lions. If, these hung- if those hung- uh, lions are hungry and they throw a, a big chunk of meat over there, it's, it's a sight to see. I mean, those, those, those th- um, nails and the teeth dig into that meat and there's nothing left. That's what the devil wants to do to you. And I think if we understand that and we say, you know what, wow, If I step out of this herd into this world, that's what's going to happen to me. So I'd rather stay in this safe zone. And when I say safe zone, I mean we are here to protect one another, right? In the Bible, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's what Jesus said. If a kingdom be divided against itself, how can it stand? Isn't that what Satan wants to do? He wants to get in here, and he wants to bring that philosophy of this world in here. And says, that's fine. I honestly don't mind if you sit in church. I wrote it down here. He wants you to know just enough about the Bible so that you mean nothing to God. And I think if that reality sinks in of what Satan wants to do with us, what Satan's goal is with us, and that is not just an entity sitting out there, but that is constantly trying and looking for an opportunity to bug you. And to just give you that, that slight sense of a doubt, or that slight comfort zone to say, you know what, you don't need to do that. And I, I want to piggyback what Garrett said this morning. Guys, I'm not here to put you on any sort of a guilt trip. I'm not here to give, put you under conviction. I am not here to put you under conviction. If God puts you under, under conviction, answer the call but I don't want to be the guy doing that. I want to give you this word, and I want it to stay between you and the Lord. But that's what the devil wants to do. And if we, again, view it out of that perspective, I personally think we would, the whole, the, the rest of the downstream effects will fall into place. We would love one another more. We would love God more. We would seek His protection more. We would seek His presence more. Isn't, isn't that what the Bible says there where, where light is, the darkness are drove out? We seek after that. Now, if we look at that verse that I just spoke about, that's in Matthew, where a kingdom is divided against itself, it cannot stand. If we look at the word divide, um, it means to separate. And if we look at that, if everybody in this church takes up their own agenda, I'm here so that I can reach that goal. I'm here so that I can do that. I'm here so I can be the scene of that guy. I'm here so that I can feel better. How can we grow? How can we, how, and, and I'm, I'm not saying this on a personal level, how can we give, be better people? How can we promote the kingdom of God? How can we take the gospel and say, you know what guys, this is an image of how Jesus loves you. If Everybody has their own agenda. If I bring it back to that, we are stronger together as a team. We, are, we can world, win the World Cup if we stand together. What if, guys, uh, it might be a run-down analogy, but what if the Springboks this weekend, everybody on that field had their own agenda? This guy just wanted to be seen on the cameras. This guy wanted Prince Harry to shake his hand. That guy wanted to run down one of his opponents on the other side. That guy just wanted to get the ball every time what would have happened? There would have been no results. And we can't blame them. Because everybody had their own agenda. And if we stand together, we are stronger together. My first point, I only have two here tonight, is others. That's what the body of Christ is about. And if our agenda as a church is others, and I'm talking internally, we can grow. We can get something done. Take your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians. Let's get some Bible in it. 1 Corinthians 10. I want to show you a couple of verses here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians 10. We're going to look at verse 24. We're going to look at where does others... And again, I speak internally. Where does others fit into the body of Christ? Because if I say others... I'm talking about you. I'm definitely not talking about myself. If he says others, then I'm included in that group. If he says others, then I'm included in that group. But he's not talking about himself. You see what I'm, what I'm getting at here. So where does others fit into the body of Christ? 1 Corinthians 10 and 24. Let no man seek his own, but every man another wealth. Let no man seek his own, but every man Another's wealth. What does that mean? What does that mean? And I went and looked it up. The world. The word wealth in this context means it's moral wealth. It's a spiritual. It's the spiritual progression of others. So that's what that's what it's saying. Here. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's spiritual progression, another's moral wealth. And if we again we look at that, and I say. I'm going to come to X event, whether that be prayer meeting, whether that be just a gathering of some sort, whether that be church, and I come with that attitude. If I can help others, if I can help others, let no man seek his own. And I'm going to get to that now. You might think of this as, yeah, but what about myself? What about myself? Look at Philippians 2. And we're gonna. this verse will be explained further there, Philippians chapter number 2. Because, in, again, in the day and age we live in, people take this and they say, okay, so I should forget about myself, and I should not look after myself at all. And that's not what the verse says. That cannot be the farthest thing from the truth. It's not saying, forget about yourself. It's not saying put yourself aside. It's not saying let your own well-being uh, uh, um, um, suffer from you helping other people. And this verse will explain it further. Philippians chapter number 2, and let's read verse 3 to 5. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem esteem others uh, other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The word that I want to cat- uh, uh, bring your attention to is in verse 3, in the middle there. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others uh, other better than themselves. Now what does that word es- esteem mean? It means to set a value on something. To respect something, uh, regard with reverence, and to estimate with proportion. To estimate with proportion. Now, that's what I want to get at. 1 Corinthians 10 and 24 is explained in this verse. You need to estimate with proportion What? How, where are you going to help out. So that you still look towards yourself and your own spiritual growth. A lot of the time, we have this thought in our minds. Okay, so I just... Throw myself into the ministry. And what then? I keep on running. Nobody else wants to do it. So I'll do it. And I'll do it. And I'll be there. And I'll run. And I'll go and witness. And I'll preach. And, and, and I'll be there. I'll do the singing. And I'll be at church. And, I'll do, and then at the end, what's going to happen? You are going to suffer on that. Everybody else is going to be happy because you're helping them. What about yourself? And this is where the balance comes in. Yeah. Estimate with proportion. Don't run to the other side and say, well, I don't want to end up like that, so I'm going to do nothing. But at least be involved. And guys, when I say involved, I mean, please pray about that. But, But there are, and I'm not just talking about ministries, but just get involved. Where I can get an opportunity, I help out. You see that. Where I get the opportunity. So we say there is an event coming up you know what? Wow, that does not fit my schedule. I'm not able to help out. Don't feel bad. Don't put yourself under any false conviction. But if you look at that and say, sure, Hmm, you know what? I really don't feel like it. Or I'm going to arrange something else on that weekend. Or I just don't want to go. Then there is some introspection that needs to happen. And say, well, why? Maybe you don't have time. And again, that's fine. But as soon as that that little root of bitterness or whatever the case might be springs up and says, you know what, I really don't want to help. I really just want to get the comfortable side of this and I want to sit in church, I want to get fed, and I want to go home. Others. 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 Where I get the opportunity, I help out. Take your Bible, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter number 6. We're still talking about others and how if others and all of us stand together, we can be stronger together. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Now the Bible can sometimes be a little bit paradoxical, um, and I'm going to show, show you a couple of examples now, but if we understand this correct correctly, we can implement that in our daily lives. We can implement that. With every event coming up, we can implement that with for the sustainability of this church. Let's read it verse. Let's start reading there at verse one. I'm gonna skip through it quite a bit. Paul said here, "We then in verse one, as workers together. You see that as workers together, saved people working together. That's all of us, right? We then as workers together with him." Beseech you, beg you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain, not in vain in verse four, but in all things, approving ourselves uh, uh, sorry, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. Come down to verse eight, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report. Take uh, attention here, as deceivers and yet true. As unknown, and yet well-known. As dying, behold, we live. As chastened, not killed. As sorrowful, yet always rejoiced, rejoicing. As poor, making many rich. As having nothing, and yet possessing all things. You see, we have this, and that's my second point. Um, we'll talk about in a minute or two, but that's perspective. We view this and say, well... If I get involved in this, I'm going to uh, uh, um, just wear myself out. Where God views this, and He says, if you give your life, you'll find it. If you let go, you'll gain. If you lay down, it will be lifted up. If you give, you'll receive. You see how this is flipped? We look at this, and the world looks at this and says, you better give everything you have so that you can get a lot. God said you have it all mixed up. In the body of Christ and in this kingdom, you need to lay down your life so that you can find it. You need to give of yourself so that you can receive. We need to trust God to say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to give myself in this aspect of the ministry. Lord, I'm going to trust you to help me with time management, give me the energy, and give me the wisdom. But Lord, I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be involved. But the thing is, we know this. What I just read to you is, we all know this, right? Right? Okay, Zintle know it, right? There we go. We know this. It's not good enough just to know it, guys. I know a lot of things. It doesn't help me if I just know it. We need to put this into practice. How do we put this into practice? How do we give this whole thing of giving your life to find it? Letting go to gain. How do we put that into practice? We have faith. We have faith in what God said. That He will sustain us. That the good work that He begun in us, He will continue when? Until the day of Jesus Christ. He will continue it. I don't have to. But if I stay close enough to the heartbeat of God, I'll know when He tells me, go ahead, stop, rather not, throw yourself in. Yes, do more, but it's for others. It is for others. This all comes together with love, right? Because if I love you, I will then do something for you. I will do more than is expected of me. And when I say you, again, I mean the body of Christ. Your brother and sister in Christ. Something for the church. But do we know how to love? I thought about that song, I want to know what love is. I thought about playing it. I don't think it would have been good. But there we go. But do we know what love is? Do we know, again, knowing it does not make it, does not put it into action. Knowing something, guys, knowing the Bible, does nothing to you. Knowing it. You need to put that into practice. You need to put action to what you read. Not just hearers, but doers of the word. Doers of the word. How you can do something by having faith. By having faith in what God said. God esteemed the body of Christ quite high. God said, you know what? I want to show you guys that's an image of how much I love you guys. What Garrett said this morning, if some unbeliever walks into this church, is that what he'll feel? I think I should have probably prefaced this whole sermon with this. I know that, and I've I've experienced it through this church in in the couple of years that I've been here. We know how to love. And I know there have been so many testimonies of people standing up here and saying, thank you. In the time of need, you showed up. In the time of need, you prayed. In the time of need, you just asked, how are you doing? So again, I don't want you to feel bad. I just want to make sure that we understand this correctly. That we apply this to our lives and say, Lord, all right, we know this, but let's put some action to it. Let's make sure that when somebody else walks in here, I can show him some love, so that he can show somebody else some some love, and thereby growing the body of Christ. The one thing we should do, is we should focus on what God can do through you, not to you. Because the moment we think about what can God do for me, there's division. Because now my agenda is personal. My agenda is selfish. My agenda is self-propagation. And that might not come out when I sit there at the back. But I hope and pray that there's a brother or a sister in Christ that can see that, can take him by the shoulder and say, you know what, wow, let's learn through this. Let's talk through this. Let's make sure we're on the same page. uh, uh, I don't know who said this. I I read it today, but... The thing is, I cannot help everyone, but everyone in here can help someone. Again, if we have that perspective, we can do more. We can get more done. People will see this and say, wow, you know what? That guy was a part of this group that helped me out. That group promoted the kingdom of God. How do we do this? How do I help somebody else? How do I put their need in front of mine? Countless times. I know of three verses in the Bible that God said, Deny yourself. Deny yourself. What do I want, Lord? It's not what I want. It's what you want. Lord, in the Bible we read that God said, Make your request known unto me. Guys, that's not wrong. But if God said, you know what? I don't think that lines, that does not line up with my will for you at this stage. You need to have the faith to say, Lord, I'm all on. That's fine. Lord, what do you want me to do? But it starts with self-denial. I started off and said, this world promotes self, self-gain, wealth. Build yourself up. Get yourself to the top of the ladder. God says, no, deny yourself. Deny yourself. In one John three and verse eighteen we read there love indeed and truth. Indeed and in truth. Put action to what you read. To act put action to what you hear. Make sure other people know you're there for them. Not just because your name should be out there, but that they know God loves me that much. You don't deserve that, but I love you that much. Whenever there's an opportunity, I'll help out. I'll jump in. Whether that be Sunday evenings, packing out chairs. Whether that be a Monday evening, let's pray together. Whether that be a Wednesday morning, hey, can you answer this Bible question? Or what's your thoughts on this? Where can I help out? Where are the opportunities? And as I mentioned earlier, the second point is perspective. And I mentioned that, I don't know when I preached, I think it was last week but how important perspective is. And I keep on seeing that in the Scriptures. If we have the wrong perspective, how can, we pray, how can we serve God correctly? If I have the wrong perspective on the Bible, how can I serve God? I need to view God, I need, need to view the body of Christ out of God's perspective. How does God view this body of Christ? In 1 Corinthians 12, you don't need to turn there. We read of that and how, (coughs) sorry, of how this body (coughs) is not one member, but many members working together. We're stronger together. God views this, that if my ear aches, then the rest of my body does not feel all that there. It doesn't feel so lack it always. If one part is is, 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 is experiencing some pain and some discomfort. Is that happening in here? Are you, are your, is your heart that soft that when somebody else experiences a pain or a loss that you can stretch out a helping hand and say, you know what, you're, where can I help? Because if I went through that, I would have appreciated the support of other people. But if we can get this perspective that God sees these souls in need of edification, patience, long-suffering, and grace, we can give that to other people. And I can give that to you. We're all going to learn. We're all going to make mistakes. But if we have that perspective of I can edify somebody else, I can be a little bit more patient with somebody else, I can apply a little bit more grace to somebody else, I promise you, I promise you, that is going to end up in the building up of this church. And I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about spirituality. I'm talking about a relationship with God. Saying, Lord, I'm, I'm trying my best, Lord. I'm trying to show them how much you love me to promote this body of Christ. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. With this perspective comes faith. And faith is not a thing you learn overnight. It's not a thing you just snap and you say, "Oh wow, I have faith now." It's not a thing you read in the Bible and you say, "Goodness me, I'm so per- I'm- I have faith figured out 100 percent." Faith is difficult, but the Bible says that it's impossible to please Him without faith. Impossible. So, Lord, by faith, I'm going to help out where I can. Lord, by faith, I'm going to trust. Lord, that you're going to help me, I'm going to ask for time management and, and for opportunities, Lord, to build up this body of Christ. Because, Lord, if everybody has that agenda, we can be stronger together. We can take this church, we can take God's name to a next level in this town. And we can show the heathen and we can show other people how much God loves them. By us loving one another. And with this whole faith thing, usually comes in, we try to micromanage our lives, right? I know I am trying to, so up all flesh is grass. I assume a lot of you try that as well. I need to have everything figured out. I need to make sure that what's going to happen in five years, what's going to happen in ten years, where am I going to be at, how am I going to get there, Who's, what people are going to be involved, get all that sorted, A lot of the times we put God in a box and say, God, that's our plan. That's my plan. So, Lord, where do you fit in, Lord? All right, I'll figure that out along the way. We should look at this and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to give you enough space to work this out. I'm going to have a loose plan and say, Lord, that's what I want to end up, Lord. That's my heart's desire, Father. But however and wherever you want to shift this, I'm open. But a lot of the times we try and we micromanage our lives to, to that extent where God says, There's no space for me. Yeah. You figured out everything on your own. What you're going to do today? When are you going to do it? Or how are you going to do it? There's no space for God to step in and says, I want you to do this now. Faith. Faith. I want to end up with a, a poem. I think. Um, What's his name? I think General Booth or somebody wrote this. I'm not completely sure, but it, it's about others. About others. Lord, help me to live from day to day in such a self forgetful way that even when I kneel to pray, my prayer shall be for others. Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true and know that all I'll do for you. Must needs be done for others. Let self be crucified and slain and buried deep, and uh, and all in vain my efforts be to rise again, unless to live for others. And when my work on earth is done and my new work in heaven begun, may I forget the crown I've won while thinking still of others. Others, Lord, others. Let this my motto be helping me to live for others that I might live like thee. Amen. Let's all stand, heads bowed and eyes closed. Give you guys just a moment to reflect on that. Thinking on where we can be of more help to each other, where we can edify, build up, encourage one another. Where we can maybe be patient, maybe have a little bit more grace a little bit more understanding of helping out one another. Maybe that's the motto you can take out this week to work. Lord, where can I help others? Try out. Try it out. Take the Lord up on His promise. Say, Lord, I'm going to put myself second. By Your grace and by Your wisdom, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Father, Lord, as, as I said when we, when we started off, Lord, we cannot do this without you. Lord, you need to intercede. You need to talk to us. Lord, you need to change us. Lord, and I want to pray as, uh, as that centurion prayed, Lord, increase my faith. Lord, help us to cling to your word. Help us, Lord, to apply more faith. God, and help us to look to each other. Father, that we might get the same agenda and get the same vision, Father, that if we stand together, we can be stronger together. Father, and in the end, that we might accomplish something for you, for your kingdom. God, please send us away here with your blessing, send us away here with with your presence, God, and please go go with us into this week and help us, God, and talk to us. We appreciate it, and we pray all this in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen.